If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Grammar Girl here. It's time to take another look at active and passive voice. I've talked about passive voice before in episode 232, but it's still such a frequent source of confusion that we're going to explore it again from a different angle. I'll start with a question that Dave from Fort Leavenworth, Kansas asked. He's following a rule book that says, quote, a verb in the passive voice uses any form of to be plus the past participle of the main verb. For example, were completed and is requested, unquote. But Dave thinks that might be an inadequate definition, and he's on to something. It's a pretty good quick and dirty definition, but it misses some less typical cases of passive voice. Here's what I said in my earlier podcast. In an active sentence, the subject is doing the action. A straightforward example is the sentence, Steve loves Amy. Steve is the subject, and he's doing the action. He loves Amy, the object of the sentence. In passive voice, the target of the action gets promoted to the subject position. Instead of saying Steve loves Amy, I would say Amy is loved by Steve. The subject of the sentence becomes Amy, but she isn't doing anything. Rather, she's just the recipient of Steve's love. That's also not a bad quick and dirty definition, if I may say so, but it's also not perfect either. Like Dave's manual's definition, it also misses some of the less typical cases of passive voice. Furthermore, if you stick to it too tightly, you'll end up incorrectly thinking some cases of active voice are passive voice. I didn't want to have to do this, but we're going to go beyond the quick and dirty. To fully understand what passive voice is and isn't, you need to know what active voice is. So in two, yes, two episodes, we're going to get straight on both active and passive voice. Today, we'll cover active voice so that next week we can talk about passive. Linguists have a term for the person or thing doing the action. They call it the agent. So in other words, I said that in an active sentence, the subject is the agent. Some verbs have to have an agent. They can't be done unless somebody or something does them. Verbs such as kick, scream, and crawl. These are all typical verbs with an agent. And that agent always shows up as the subject. In aardvark screamed, aardvark is both the subject and the agent. In squiggly crawls, squiggly is both the subject and the agent. Agent is an example of what linguists call a semantic role. And for intransitive verbs like kick, scream, and crawl, it's the only semantic role they have. 
Another semantic role is the patient, the person or thing that's acted upon. Many transitive verbs have an agent and a patient. For example, clean requires an agent, the cleaner, and a patient, the thing that gets cleaned. In an active voice clause, the agent will be the subject and the patient will be the direct object. For example, in Theodore is cleaning his room, Theodore is both the subject and the agent, and his room is both the direct object and the patient. Simple enough. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world capella university's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away learn how capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu so far, our active voice clauses really do have the agent as the subject. But there are other semantic roles that can show up as a subject, too. In a sentence like, Squiggly got lots of presents for his birthday, the subject, Squiggly, is not the agent. Other people are the ones taking the action of giving him presents. He's not the patient, either. It's the presents that are being acted upon, transferred from the givers to Squiggly. He's filling the role of recipients. He gets the gifts. It may have occurred to you that in my example sentence, Steve loves Amy, Steve isn't really that much of an agent. After all, he's just experiencing an emotion, love. And what's so agent-like about that? Some linguists think of this kind of role as the experiencer role. And what about Amy, whom Steve loves? She's really not much of a patient. She doesn't undergo some kind of change as a result of Steve's emotional experience. Linguists sometimes call this the stimulus role, the thing that causes an experiencer to experience something. So in addition to having agents for subjects, active voice clauses can have recipients and experiencers as subjects. There are even verbs whose subject, in the active voice, expresses a patient role. Here's one. In the clause, Roscoe died at 5.43 a.m., the subject refers to the patient. The dying happened to Roscoe, the patient, but he's the subject of the sentence. Linguists call verbs like died unaccusative verbs. Other unaccusatives include suffer, fall, and a set of verbs that can be either unaccusative or transitive, such as open, break, or melt. In the clause, Aardvark melted the chocolate in the fondue bowl. Melt is an ordinary transitive verb, and Aardvark is both its subject and its agent. The direct object, the chocolate, is the patient. 
However, if Aardvark accidentally left the chocolate in a grocery bag in his car on a hot day, we might say the chocolate melted. In that clause, melt is an unaccusative verb, and chocolate is the subject, even though it's filling the patient role in the sentence. But the sentence, the chocolate melted, is still active voice. Similarly, in a clause like squiggly scares easily, the subject, squiggly, isn't the one doing the scaring. He's the one getting scared. So once again, it's a patient showing up as the subject. To sum up, remember that subjects aren't always doing something physically active. The subject can be experiencing something like love, dying, or melting, and can even be being scared by someone else. And now that you have a solid understanding of the active voice, tune in next week to see if you can identify active sentences that are often mistakenly called passive. I think you're going to be able to. This podcast was written by Neil Whitman, who has a PhD in linguistics and blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com. Check out his blog. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of The Grammar Devotional, which, with its rounded corners, word puzzles, and a year's worth of writing tips, makes a great gift. I have a special announcement for people who have the Grammar Girl iPhone, iPad, or Android app. We have a new feature that a lot of you have asked for. The app can now notify you when a new episode is released. It'll pop up on your screen and make a little noise if you have it enabled to do that. I think you have to change your settings. Before you turn it on, be aware that you're all in different time zones, and so when a new episode is released, it may be the middle of the night for you. So if you don't want to be disturbed by an alarm or an alert, don't turn it on. But many of you've asked for this feature and now it's there. So enjoy. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step. But having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.